Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. Season four, Matthew. Ooh. Season four. Four years, not, we, we talked about it before, not exactly four years yet, but. But we'll say it's season four. Yeah, season four. Um, it's crazy, man. I'm, I've, there's so many emotions, just like finally there's football for real. Week zero, uh, we'll do a, I guess a brief overview of like, uh, other than Notre Dame versus Navy, I don't know that there's a huge, uh, you know, you know. Oh, there's as as little, games, <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah. So week zero, we've got Michael Gidry on the pod as well. Special guest. How's it going, buddy? Oh, I'm happy to be here today. Yeah, well, happy um, to have you. Excited. It's football season. Finally, and, uh, we don't have to hear Matthew talking about recruiting. Yes. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. I'm, God I'm, bless I'm America. Finally, well, <laughs> yeah. It's 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 a it's a dead period right now, so that's why yeah. I'm quiet about it. But yeah. once season starts back up and. Thank see some Christ. Yeah, we, we got over the. We kind of we, we kind of got left at the altar though. We we, we got Caden Durham and yeah, we we didn't get Colin Simmons, so mm-hmm. we were just like, got half a donut, I guess. Speaking of the altar, big news. Lots of lots of stuff happened this uh, this past summer, and now we've been through what three? Let's see, three weddings. Uh, between the, these, this right here, including you, three weddings, two babies, two babies. Now, Gunner's got that's another thing. Gunner can't be with us because he's got baby Georgia. So congratulations to Gunner and Hannah. Baby Georgia was born what a couple weeks ago? I think like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just goes to show how much we we're keeping up. But um, time flies when you have kids, man. Yep. So, uh, congratulations to Georgia. Um, obviously, a future recurring guest of the pod. Um, and now, another engagement coming up, or another wedding coming up, because Matthew and Kelsey are engaged. So congratulations, Matthew. Thank so you, sir. Thank you. Thank three you. weddings, two babies, two hurricanes. Four engagements. Four engagements. Right, yeah. Four I mean, engagements, technically, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> technically, four engagements. Um and what else? A global pandemic, a national championship, and we are still going. Head coaching change. Head coaching change. Two head coaching changes. Sean Payton retiring. Two no, he's head co- with the Broncos. Right, right, but from the yeah, Saints. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and secondhand sports has not stopped through all of it. So, uh, yeah, we also just want to thank the listener out there. That one guy that's still listening, even though uh, our rating, even though our ratings probably are not as high. Stefan and Grayson, I guess Mac, maybe. Mac, uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to those guys for our golf, listener. golf, golf coaster upbringing gasket. Yeah, our, our employee there. Our tens upon tens of listener out there. Thank you guys for listening. Um, and yeah, so obviously we haven't recorded in like. Probably six weeks or so. Last time we recorded, actually, we had Michael on to do the uh, national championship baseball recap. So we're going to be a little bit rusty. Just a, a warning out there. Um, and so we're also watching a, a thirty for thirty about the Miami. Uh, this must be a trailer because it's supposed to be. Oh, this is a, this is the this it is the uh, two thousand. 
This is the U part two. It, uh, this was on ESPN2, the radio on XM, and I was listening to it on the radio. Oh, wow. Radio. On the radio? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I guess they can do it on both. Yeah. It, there, there's not that much to listen to on ESPN radio anymore, so they're yeah. just fun, 30 for 30 to listen to that. Yeah, man. It's about to be nothing but McAfee. Um, so, uh, like I was saying, we're going to be a little bit rusty because it's been a while trying to warm up that, that muscle of podcasting, you know, it's hard work out here. We haven't been in the gym in a while, and we've still got to start up this, the grind. So, with that being said, um, I guess I, but we should have done a, a like a... An intro? A, no, just a preparation or an outline or something. What do you want to talk about first, Matthew? Should we do off-season developments? Um, I don't know... I think I figured we'd do a week zero preview and a preview of the whole LSU season, just like game by game. We can talk about them yeah. just briefly, because um, obviously each week we're going to do a preview. But um, I know you asked before the show if I had anything I want to talk about. Um, this is always fun. Doesn't quite get the juices flowing like it used to. But who wears seven and who wears eighteen? Oh yeah, that's a yeah yeah that's a good one. They still haven't. Uh, what was the one that you said they picked so far? It was like number eight or something they picked already. But the, that, no, that was a baseball thing. That was baseball. Oh, oh so oh. so uh, yeah. So uh, Hayden Travinsky is going to wear the famous number eight for LSU baseball. And gotcha. You know when I so Brian Kelly did announce that they're going to announce who's going to wear the jerseys. I think by tomorrow Friday. Oh wow. Okay. But uh, honestly, so what's y'all's predictions then? Eighteen. Is Eighteen is a great tradition to give out to. It's a great. It's a great tradition. Um, I think that it will be Josh Williams. Second that. Second that. So for the audience and me too, what does each number like? What is eighteen supposed to be? Eighteen's more for like the leader of the team, someone that's been there for a long time, somebody that you know has great leadership and everything, and you know yeah. guys like Jacob Hester, Matt Mock, on and, and off the field, Foster, Foster Moore, yeah. Tre'Davious gotcha. White, and go down the list. There's a lot of eighteens, but um, yeah. So I think. You know, I think it'll be Josh Williams. He's certainly a leader on the team. But when it comes to number seven, take it out for a year. Take it out for a year. Oh, you want to take it out for a year? Take it out for a year. You know, number seven was given – so, it was never given out. Allie Highsmith is the first number seven in my mind, underrated number seven. And then um, Patrick Peterson wore it. Tyron Matthew wore it. It was two years nobody wore it. And then Leonard Fournette wore it. And then when Ogeron definitely a worthy number seven for yeah. sure. And then when that that other guy at Ogeron was the head coach at LSU, he decided to make it a tradition. He said the best player on the team is going to wear number seven, but only one guy actually had success wearing that jersey under Ed Ogeron, and that was a uh, Grant Delpit. Yeah, I just I just think that there's there's too much pressure with number seven now, and to me, it just take either. Take it out for a year or two, and then if you want to start it back up, start it back up. But, like, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a tradition. I just think that Ogeron start made it a tradition because, you know, it's recruiting him. I don't know. I yeah. think the player that previously wore seven should pick the next seven. Ooh, that's a good idea. That's yeah. Good. Especially if it's, like, a senior. Because a lot of, like, the seniors work with the younger guys – when they're coming up, you know, when they're still freshmen and stuff. So it's like they have time off the field during practice and stuff like that where 
like stuff that the fans wouldn't know about, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a good idea. Who do you think would be the uh, Harold Perkins? Harold Perkins. Perkins. That's a yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I agree with that one. That's Just probably give yeah. him whatever. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if he doesn't want to wear it, that's fine. But yeah. What if? Yeah. If he wants to wear it, yeah, let him wear it. Yeah. I, I'm just saying because. The, the past couple of years with, you know, Jacoby Stevens and Derek Stingley and Kayshawn, you know, none of those guys had great years. I just feel like it's more pressure to have that jersey number. It's a great number. It's a badass number. Yeah. But I just the think – The Madden curse of numbers. I know uh, Brian Kelly said last year, his first year, that uh, number seven is going to be given to the best player in the state of Louisiana, from the state of Louisiana. So they gave it to Kayshawn, and Kayshawn, you know, did what he did last year. Didn't have great numbers, but – I think it was more of the injury that slowed him down. Yeah. Very good. That's a good uh, good topic, timely, because it's going to be coming out today when the podcast comes out. So that's that's a good um, – yeah, if I had to pick, Harold Perkins would be. Yeah, yeah. 18 – I don't know who I would pick 18 for. I want to say, like, I, that tight end or something. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if 18 – Mason they, Taylor? Yeah, yeah, Mason Taylor. No, he's, he's – he needs to stay 86. yeah. I think honestly, another deserving guy to get eighteen, maybe Major Burns. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe Major Burns, Mason Smith after his off the field shenanigans, or 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 Makai Wingo. <laughs> yeah, which speaking of Mason Smith, let's just get into it now. Oh, How ridiculous is it? Um, this so for people that I mean, uh, the, those listening are definitely going to know, but. Um, Mason Smith getting suspended for the first game because he was signing autographs in 2021 when it was it it was about to be legal or I guess obviously there the was some summer confusion before like, it became legal like yeah. he did it like a few months before yeah yeah ridiculous so um, yeah he he'll be out the first week of uh against florida state which stinks like that's i feel like this florida state game is going to be a massive like temperature check for us i think we're going to win and i didn't i didn't have i was like i didn't i couldn't take a temperature last year before the florida state game just because we didn't know what brian kelly was bringing to the table right but this year i can confidently say like yeah i mean he's coming back we have all of our guys that are coming back, like I'm confident going into this game, so um, it stinks that he's not going to be there to partake in that beatdown in Orlando. Well, so. I would I wouldn't say beatdown, oh, bro. Yeah. I wouldn't say beatdown. Florida, <laughs> Florida State. It, I mean, look, they they're good. We we you know we almost beat them last year, we, despite being horrible on special teams. Yeah, we almost won that game, and you know they ended up having a really good year. So yeah. I could say we lost to a good team. They got their quarterback coming back, but. Um, I do think going into this game, I do feel a lot more comfortable. You know, last year, I think what we failed to recognize was, um, you know, the team's filled with a bunch. You got a bunch of transfer guys playing. You got a bunch of young guys playing. Yeah. And you got a new coach, a new way of doing things. I wouldn't say, I'm not going to say the word cult. Well, I say the word culture, but just a, just a new, you know, everything was new and we didn't know what kind of team we were going to have, but yeah, we almost I've, beat yeah. I've beat this drum before, but FSU had a game before us also. They had already played a game, so they already knocked the rust off and got the jip, the yips out and kind of – and I've talked about this like five times on this podcast, but I think that really like if we had played a game against some other uh, – a grambling or something before that game, yeah. then we would have won just be, just for the, the 
cohesiveness of you know offense and defense. Well, so, I, I will say this. Um, so and I, special teams. Uh, according to Matt Moscona, shout out to Matt Moscona. Um, he said last night that um, friend of the show LSU tried. <laughs> LSU tried to uh, move the Grambling game to week zero, uh, so Mason Smith could sit out. Yeah, and it'd be available Florida State. Yeah, to me, to me, it, it you know, it, it really does suck. It sucks a lot. The fact yeah. that you know he missed all. You know he is he a junior this year? He'll be a junior this year. Yeah, yeah. You know, miss he well, he got hurt the second play on the first drive against Florida State. Yeah, jumped up celebration towards ACL, and you know, <laughs> season was over. Yeah, now he's come back. He, I mean, on, honestly, Mason Smith and Makai Wingo, my mind. I mean, we're a little biased right here, but I think they're the best defensive tackle tandem in college football. Yeah. You know, Makai Wingo stepped up, took that position. He, like, was a third-team All-American last year. Yeah. So and what uh, a name, too, Makai Wingo. Makai Wingo. When you have guys like Makai Wingo and Major Burns on our yeah. team, dude, come du- on. Deuce, Deuce, come che- on. Deuce Chestnut. Deuce Chestnut. That's a football name. That's a football name, man. And just like on that alone, it's like, okay, these guys can ball. They're dogs. You oh, know? Yeah. yeah. So, But um, I, I do think that LSU, you know, the great thing is we have more depth on the defensive line this year. Last year, you know, LSU lost Mason Smith. All you had were three guys. Yeah. You had Jacoby and Guillory, Makai Wingo, and uh, Jaqueline Roy, who's now in the NFL. So – but this year you got – and this this name may scare y'all. I know it's scared a lot of LSU fans in the past. Uh, yeah. So I think who's going to start in his place, Mason Smith's place, Jordan Jefferson. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, what? Really? Oh, number, my God. I didn't even know we had a Jordan Jefferson. Number 99. Oh, wow. He's a uh, – 6'4", 317. He's a senior. Uh, transfer from West Virginia. Yeah, I, knew, I was oh, seeing wow. where he was transferring from. Went to He's from Navarre, Florida. What class is he? A sophomore or he's a senior? Senior, senior, senior. Got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Uh, academic, all Big Twelve, so he's huh. not gonna jump off sides. There no. you go. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Dang. Yeah, I mean, last time we had a Jordan Jefferson, he got yeah booed off the field. But then his brother came back and yeah, you know, save the day. Which save what, the name, what a, save the family name. What a story. I know. It's like he's he's considered the best wide receiver in the league now. Like just from his. He's been in the league what three years, and he's already, or this will be his third year. So this, oh, this will be his fourth year, I think. Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. He played in twenty twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. You're right. Four years. Numbers, math. You're right, Matt. Um. So yeah, um, yeah, Mason Smith not being able to play. It's just ridiculous, and um, we've talked about it at length, but the NCAA needs to be abolished as a uh, entity. I think I think stuff like this is really, like, they already had it coming, and more and more stuff like this, the Michigan State, uh, uh, Michigan Harbaugh situation, same thing, like, they're overstepping what they've been, like, they're a volunteer but- group, they're overstepping what they are there to do. And right. at this point, it's like, why are you punching It's like players? desperate gasp. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they're, they they know they don't have the power they used to have. Yeah. And yeah. the more that these super conferences form, uh, the more they get pushed out the door. 
Yeah. So I, I think that they're just like you know, they're, they're it's like an angry cat. To, to me, cat. to me, they're a bully. I mean, and I'm going to say this: they're like a terrorist organization. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're like a terrorist organization right now. They, they want to intimidate you and stuff. And that's you know, going to be on the quote on the on the caption of this. So I think, I think it some, says NCAA yeah. is a terrorist organization. Yeah, people come after me for that. Um, Do I need to make a, a secondhand podcast? Yeah, the card thing with yeah. with Osama on it and just put yeah, yeah. NCAA the NCAA's. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So no, but but it, it, I mean, I think I was watching this last year. It was like some Supreme Court, U.S. United States Supreme Court hearing, with like the with Mark Emmert. Look, Mark Emmert, LSU Chancellor. You know, he's I think he's a good guy. Just had one of the worst job. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say worst job. He got paid a lot, but you know, being the leader of the NCA, it's it's not really you're not a likable guy. Yeah. And I think the Supreme Court just absolutely destroyed him. Said like, what you're doing is illegal. Yeah. And for the first time in a hundred years, the NCA was beat down. So now they're just trying to stay afloat. Yeah, giving teams, you know, you know, penalizing teams for something that happened ten years ago. Yeah, I mean the Will Way situation—that's one thing. Oh yeah, we're still feeling. I mean, literally, we are feeling the effects of that because we're McNeese fans too. You know, and in the the studio where McNeese comes to uh, do their party every year whatever whatever y'all i wouldn't do the Uh, the undisclosed location yeah (laughs) gotcha um so on that in the same thread i just thought of this too since we're talking about transfers and all that good stuff uh, who just let's do like not a entire recap of the all season but what new players are you guys looking at this season that we've added that weren't on the team last year, or maybe were just freshmen last year that that are like definitely going to be starters. And are who are y'all going to be looking? Interesting out for on the field? position is running back because the there's so many running backs on there's, this team. There's eight running backs. Yeah, yeah. that's and crazy. I think two or two or three of them are transfers. Logan Diggs, um, uh, Trey. So Trey Bradford. Brad, yes. Bradford transferred to LSU three different times. So that's crazy. Yeah, like, yes. Where, where was he going? We went to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And then came back, and I think you went back. Yeah. To Oklahoma? I think so. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and then Brian I think Kelly. he went to like a junior college or something or some smaller I, I, th- I think he did. but um, So, he came back last season, but then like I kicked off the team by Brian Kelly. He had some personal matters off the field, and Brian Kelly said, you need to handle this yourself, and he did it himself. Now he's back. and Yeah. I think, you know, he – I mean, he's a pretty special kid. Um, Resiliency. Yeah. Yeah. But you have uh, so yeah, it doesn't give up. That's for damn sure. For sure, yeah. Trying to live his dream. <laughs> yeah, but that, but that running group, that running back group is special. You got Josh Williams. You got Logan. So Logan Diggs, the Notre Dame transfer, played for gotcha. Brian Kelly. Was actually playing played football at uh, Archbishop Rummel, New Orleans, and uh, was a part of Notre Dame's 2021 recruiting class. Played at Notre Dame, Brian Kelly, and then two years later, meets comes back home to LSU. You got Noah Kane. To, to me, your, your bread and butter backs are Josh Williams and Noah Kane. But man, you got so many elusive running backs. A lot yeah. of options. In the well, oh no, and, and Caleb, uh, the freshman Caleb Jackson. Caleb Jackson and and Trey Holly. They're they're I mean they're they're so full. Yeah. And um, staying on the same side of the ball at receiver with Aaron Anderson. That's a oh big my transfer. goodness, man, dude. R- r- our skill- Where did he come from? Alabama. 
Oh, dang, well, okay. So Aaron Anderson was Golly. a part of So Aaron Anderson originally was a part of LSU's 2021 recruiting class. Gotcha. But when Ogeron got fired, he, he transferred switched. to Alabama. Yeah. So he played ahead in a car. I mean, Brian Kelly said he's one of the best punt, punt returners he's ever seen. Dang, that's boy, that's what we needed last that's what, year. That's what we need. Jesus Christ. Which and I I'm sure we talked about it before, but um the old Special teams coordinator is no longer the special teams coordinator. Well, he got moved to an analyst position, or didn't he? Did no, he just he left? Did. Huh? Bri- he did. So Brian yeah, Polian got yeah. put in an analyst position. Yeah, meaning he wasn't really doing anything. He was just on the team, probably scout team and watching film and stuff. He's, I think he's like the eight. He's like an athletic director now, like John Carroll University. I was about okay. Yeah, I was about but, to say I thought but, he left. But anyway, left. yeah. So LSU hired. Well, they promoted uh, John Jancic. John Jancic was an analyst under Brian under Brian Kelly the last season. He's been a defensive coordinator at Tennessee. Uh, was a part of Georgia's national championship team as an analyst. Came from oh, Georgia wow. to LSU, and actually played for Brian Kelly at Grand no Valley. Kidding. Oh wow! Brings so, a lot of energy yeah, to the uh, special teams. Well, yeah. the thing is, so LSU also hired a new defensive line coach, Jimmy Lindsey. Jimmy Lindsey's from South Car- coach of South Carolina with Shane Beamer, coach at Illinois. Coach with Matt House had like Gardner Webb in 2005, but there was a little shakeup. How this he? How do you know all this? I just this I is why this is this is this is we're back, man. We're naming coaches from 2005, like yeah, mid-season form. Well, th- there yeah, was dude. there was a little shakeup though on the staff of this uh, this offseason. Unfortunately, uh, Coach Lindsey oh, had yeah. some health, health some health issues, and he's been you know he's he's I think he's doing good now, but he's, he's he hasn't been coaching. He collapsed on the field for people that don't. Yeah. No, during practice, I guess he. Got uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't think it was. Uh, it was hopefully it wasn't. Hopefully it wasn't on a film tower or something like that because that would have been. Well, it would have been on the field, but um. <laughs> I'm just joking. Yeah. So Brian Kelly versus. So they had to practice make, uh, injuries. Is he's zero and two so far. So they had to make some uh, changes to the <laughs> staff. Uh. So Jimmy Lindsay will be out for a while, but they moved the special teams coordinator John Jancic to defensive line coach. Yeah, and then they moved uh, Bob Diaco. Bob Diaco um, was an analyst last season. Well, this just became an analyst this year under Brian Kelly, but was Brian Kelly's defensive coordinator at Notre Dame. At Notre Dame. Now he's a special Dang. teams coordinator. Wow. So I, I think he brings Man. a lot of energy and everything. So yeah, that's good. I mean. Like when he first came over, we heard all this smack talk about how he only brought his special teams guy, but Polian. Obviously, he has more people following him than just the the Notre Dame program that is evaporating right now. I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how they. Well, do. a lot of a lot of uh, off field people came to LSU. Yeah, from uh, like from Notre Dame type. Well, analysts just just like direct football ops, director football operations. Yeah. Recruiting, all that stuff. Football guys. That's, I mean, there you go. Like a, a key to getting a coaching job for Brian Kelly is to become an analyst. So, um, yeah. Any other uh, – that was good. That was a good little – any other positions that y'all are looking at for um, uh, interesting Transfers, I, most of them happen on the defense side of the ball. Yeah. So, I guess we can start uh, towards the defensive line. There was um, – what was it? Number two. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna mess this up. Swinson. Br- Brian Obby, Swinson. Oh, Ovi. 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 Uh, o g h o u f o. Gotcha. Okay. 
Agafna? Agafna? I don't even know. Yeah. But uh, he's a big defensive end. Um, rangy. Uh, six foot four, 250. So I think that he's going to see some good PT. Um, well, then, he's he's going to be your starting Jack this year. Yeah. And, he's taking over for uh, for BJ Ogilary. And then also gotcha. um, kind of similar skill set, right, Matthew? Yeah, yeah. And then um, the linebacker from Oregon State. Uh, Omar Speets. Omar, yes. He is going to um, – he's going to allow Harold Perkins to not just have to stay in the middle – because Omar is is quick as well and yeah. 6'1", 235, kind of same build as um, Perkins, but yeah, uh, maybe a little thicker since he's all, he's all older. He's a senior and uh, he's I think he was All Pack twelve last year and oh, yeah, wow. yeah, big big time big time player. I think he's gonna be a really solid player this year for LSU. Yeah, LSU is gonna have two linebackers, so their defense their base defense is a four two five defense. So you have four defensive linemen, two linebackers, five defensive backs which is a nickel but uh yeah at linebacker so you'll have Harold Perkins and Omar Speed starting Greg Penn's gonna back both of them up Greg Penn's a senior a lot of experience and then you're gonna have the uh Weeks brothers uh West Weeks was is gonna be a junior he's a transfer from Virginia brothers named East huh <laughs> they're both going to be <laughs> they're both going to be the uh the backup linebackers right yeah Oh uh, well, yeah. Well, his, his little brother. I think his little brother Witt is unbelievable. Probably they'll dude's, probably play. Dude's a lot like of another Harold. Per- dude's like another Harold Perkins. Oh uh, really? Yeah. Dang. I mean, I, I mean, I wouldn't say. I'm just saying, he's he's <laughs> a white Harold <laughs> Perkins. The, the <laughs> potential of oh, another man. Harold Perkins. Yeah. Yeah. He's. A, I mean, I watched his film. He's a great athlete. But um, yeah, linebacker will be pretty good. The the one position that I'm very very skeptical or worried. Concerned. Corner? Corner. Mm. So, LSU got Denver Harris from Texas a in this offseason. Denver Harris was a freshman All-American. Well, mid-season freshman All-American at A&M, but got in some trouble. Um, just didn't. Got some trouble at A&M. Left uh, Texas A&M, come to, came to LSU. And, you know, he's he uh, had some more problems over here. So, Brian Kelly, you know, he's playing with third team, not starting at all. So, he took a couple of days. Brian Kelly uh, gave him some time off, and he came back, and he's still third-string corner. But that's a guy that I expected to be your starting cornerback going into the season. Yeah. But, you know, unfortunately, it'd be with third team. But your two starting corners right now are Deuce Chestnut from Syracuse transfer, and then uh, Zy Alexander transfer from – Southeastern. I think Zion Alexander was like a two-time All-American in the FCS, so I think he's your best corner right right now. He's your best corner on your team. Deuce Chestnut. That's um, not good. (laughs) If our best corner is a guy from Southeastern, then. Yeah, but do you think that Sam will play some at corner? No, Sam's going to play safety. But Sage Ryan. Sam who? Andre Sam. Oh, Andre Sam. He's another transfer. uh, Played at Iway. He was the Iowa Yellow Jacket. Yeah, yeah. Because let's say I've heard that name before. Yeah. So yeah. So Andre, yeah, we'll go and say Andre Sam played for um, so played at Iowa, played at McNeese for four years or that's where three, I, four yeah. years, moved to uh, Marshall with uh, Lance Gidry, his former head coach. He became the defensive coordinator at Marshall. Yeah. And then moved to Tulane. Gidry took the job at Tulane as defensive coordinator. 
Well, Guidry left to go to Miami for the same job. So, so Andre Sam just said, look, I'm going to go to LSU. I'm going to stay home. So how how many years has he played then? Six. What in the world? Six-year senior, uh, yeah. It's COVID. COVID yeah, year. Yeah, COVID year in red shirt. I thought that was, yeah, I thought they were, I thought we were over, like we were done with COVID players. No, no, you still, you still got, yeah. you still got guys, they still have an extra year. This is going to be the last year, I well, would think. Well, yeah. next year, if someone was hurt in between this time, oh. they could roll over if they were a freshman. Like, let's say there'll be a medical red shirt. Yeah. So next yeah. year could possibly be the last year. Yeah. Maybe even the year after that, because... In a very yeah. rare, rare, rare case. Because you had, yeah. I mean, you had the season like in 2021 where it was nothing but like grown men. Like it was like 23, 24 year olds playing college football because of the COVID year, like yeah. carrying everybody over. So, yeah, yeah that's everybody, crazy. Everybody took a year off. So, yeah. they got, they gained an extra year of eligibility. But they didn't. That's the thing. It's like they didn't even have to take a year off. They could have still played. And that year, like, just didn't count, basically. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah but, if they got injured, then they took the year off. But yeah, yeah. but but so yeah, so corner. That's yeah, that's corner. Worrisome. Yeah, cor- corners. A, if we lose a guy, I mean, now we 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 there are some guys that have stepped up. Uh, freshman Ashton Stamps out of Archbishop Romo, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was he came in as a three star, and we we t- what you have to know about Brian Kelly is, you know, Brian Kelly's coached at Central Michigan, Cincinnati, Notre Dame. His whole career, he's had to evaluate three stars and say, you know what? No, this guy can play in the. This guy can yeah. play big time college football. Right. He said, I think Ashton Stamps. They said he's one of the most underrated players in this in the state of Louisiana last season. I mean, and when I say that is, he was a guy that was expected probably not to play, but he may be starting. He, he's not going to start, but he's going to play. You know, he's going to play a big role. I think you know this season. Yeah, because he, he has he has to step up, right? Unless Denver Harris, you know, he's a Denver Harris. Who, yeah, you think Latarence Welch will see a lot of playing time? I think he will. Which yeah. I, it was crazy because I thought the starting a, corners this is another corner, another corner out of Acadiana uh, sophomore. Sophomore, but gotcha. he was a very uh, highly touted recruit coming out. Yeah, gotcha. That's a guy that I thought. I mean, he balled out. If you watch the spring game, he balled out in the spring game, even though it's against your squad and everything. But I mean, he yeah. still had a great spring game. I thought it was going to be him and Denver Harris, but it's now Deuce Chestnut and Zy Alexander. And I mean, Zy Alexander, he's like he's he's. I mean, I watched a little bit of the spring game. I actually did not watch the whole spring game. I don't wow, remember. are you even a true fan? Oh man, <laughs> yeah. well that was all the way in April. But uh, yeah, he played a little bit. He looked pretty good. It's the only analyst I can give. Yeah, analysis I can I give. Gotcha. No, no, that's cool. That's good. Good to know. That's always like. A big thing when you're coming into new seasons is it's a bunch of new players that we haven't seen before. So yeah, for the question marks that are at corner, um, I think LSU feels really good with their safeties. Oh yeah, uh, and then their front depth. seven, their second seven would be probably a top twenty-five defense or so. Yeah, uh, like Savion Jones and Sa- now Savion Jones put on thirty pounds. So Savion Jones yeah, last year was a backup. He came in as a five star in twenty twenty one. But he was like 268 last year. He's like 290 now. Oh, and wow. I, th- I, th- I think I think he's poised for a breakout season. Um, this played is a defensive lineman, defensive end. Gotcha. So gotcha. you have your defensive end, and you have your jack position. Yeah, Jack's kind of like a hybrid, like basically like that another outside Edge linebacker. He might be a linebacker. Yeah, yeah. He might be a DN. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in the middle say, of the field. Say uh, Savion Jones, he's a he's a D, defensive end. But I think uh, Ovi Agolfu, I guess that's how you say his name. Yes. He's gonna he's gonna be your starter at Jack. They got another transfer, uh, Braden Swenson from Arizona. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, no, no, not from Arizona. From I'm not sure where he went, but yeah, he'll be your backup. And then you have a five-star freshman, uh, Deshaun Womack. He looks like an animal for a freshman. Oh, like, right. <laughs> yeah. like com- very impressive. Like, looks like he's been on campus for two and a half years already. I think Dang. he's like 6'5", like, six, like 250 Good as a freshman. And, and, and another like – Has a freshman, like an 18-year-old is 6'5". Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Out another of, uh, the DMV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another another guy that no one uh, talks about is on the uh, actually uh, Savion Jones's backup, uh, Quincy Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Quincy Wiggins is six five. Like I, I remember seeing this guy at the SEC championship. We were on the field. Wow. Uh, well, <laughs> he's the biggest player on the team, tallest yeah, player right. for sure. I think he's like six 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 seven, like two sixty. Yeah, massive. I mean, just human. looks like there was a picture of him in the um, during practice. He was like, I mean, he was going after Ricky Collins. He looks like a giant. Yeah, he reminds like a me Greek of god. Like a, I think um, like the style of the, of the way the games play today kind of I don't say hurts him because he's still like really good. Yeah, um, but he kind of reminds me of like a Marcus Spears type player, like mm. just big, Marcus Spears, powerful, yeah. fast. Like, yeah, that's what's what he looks like. Well, I think I think he, I think he only played like two years of football. Spears, he, well. No, uh, Wiggins. The Wiggins guy, gotcha. So Wiggins, I think he was—he's built like a basketball player. Yeah. And oh, you say in high school you he played know. basketball in high school. He played, yeah, he also played yeah. football too. So gotcha. He played football later, and yeah, he's better at football. But yeah, we'll see. Receivers, Matthew. How do you think it's going to stack out? So wide receiver this year. So first and foremost, Malik Neighbors is your, is. I mean, that's a guy that may win the Blitnikoff for this year, the best wide receiver. I mean, that's another guy I'd say could get number seven, even though I said we shouldn't give out seven. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Malik, Malik Neighbors, is, it, is, is, if, it, if it is given out, that's someone that could get it. He's the offensive seven. Yeah. Yeah. He uh he had over 1,000 yards uh, last year receiving, and but only had three touchdowns. Dang. Wow. So, I think I expect those numbers to go up big time. Is Brian Thomas your number two? Yes. Uh, Brian – Brian Thomas Jr., number eleven. I, th- I think he's going to be a breakout player this year on offense. He- he's going to get more touches, more touchdowns. He, to me, he's a red zone guy. You just toss it up, strong there, hands, strong yeah. hands. Someone who I really like a lot. He's kind of a. He might be a flash in the pan. I don't know, but I, I really like him. It's-, it's Chris Hilton. Chris Hilton. Just the other day, uh, the running back, uh, the freshman Jackson, had a long touchdown. And this was this was the fastest play of the scrimmage this past Saturday, and Jackson I think hit like twenty one and a half miles per hour, and then Chris Hilton on the same play hit twenty one miles and a half per hour, and he was running alongside him, and you could tell Dude. like he was not going full speed. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I, th- I think they I think they clocked him in, uh, in the spring. I think he went. I think his fastest was like twenty three or twenty four. I believe it. Yeah. He he seems like. Track world class type athlete, yeah. Golly. And you know, isn't he? Oh no, I thought, is he running track? No, that's no. a different guy. I'm thinking uh, of. That well, no, that's well, that's not. Yeah, yeah into. But um, guy. 
Yeah, but uh, Chris Hilton, I mean, that's that's a guy that has had – so Chris Hilton, he played a little bit as a – he didn't play a lot as a freshman. If you remember, if you watched the Texas Bowl. The lone had the, touchdown at the end? Yeah, the lone touchdown at the end. That was him. And uh, But last year he was injured, didn't play at all. But, I mean, I'm telling you, he's – that's a guy that I thought would go in the portal. I thought we would lose him, but – Louisiana guy went to Zachary. Around. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's great to have him on the roster. Aaron Anderson, you know, we talked about Aaron Anderson as a punt returner, but honestly, man, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Aaron, Aaron Anderson out of the backfield. Having this year. so having those four guys, I feel like you can kind of put them wherever you want, mix them up. Uh, don't in, forget the guys inside, outside. Yeah, you know, um, that's neighbor neighbors and uh, Thomas will be your outside, and then your two slot guys to me will be Aaron Anderson. Unless Mason Taylor, I was about to say Mason and, Taylor, and, and Hilton. but I'm saying if the you yeah. know if you had to go five wide, when you want to have Taylor in there too, yeah. Or, well, and Ky- Kyron Lacey, you can't forget about him too. It, Lacey, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options it seems like, and I hope they they share the ball with all of them because I think they all have like special qualities, right? Yeah, yeah. LSU also has uh, so you got those guys. They picked up three freshmen: uh, Sheldon Sampson from Catholic High is a five star wide receiver, and Jalen. So they uh, he's a guy that I I mean. He's he's just trying to get on second string right now, but yeah. you know later on he may be your starter. Freak athlete, type. freak athlete, yeah. And then the Brown from Florida. So so Jalen Brown, he's like a was speedster, a, huh? He was yeah he was the number one player in the state of Florida, number one player, number one wide receiver in the state of Florida. He was heavily recruited by the U Miami. He's from Miami, but uh, Brian Kelly, while he's at while Brian Kelly's at Notre Dame, Brian Kelly and Cortez Hankton, the wide receiver coach, who was at Georgia. Both recruited him very, very hard. Jalen Brown didn't go to LSU for NIL or anything. He went because of relationships he made with Brian Kelly and Cortez Hankton. Dang. So ha- having him on the, having him on that on that court is pretty cool. Uh, Kyle Parker. Uh, Kyle Parker's from I think I, the Dallas area. Love Love Joy, Texas. Look, I, he's I, number twelve, I think, right? Yeah, number twelve. So Kyle Parker was a three-star wide receiver. But Brian Kelly's, but they they put him up to a four star, yeah. Because he was getting recruited by Texas, by Oklahoma, you know, he was getting recruited all over the country. So yeah. LSU went in and got him. I think you're going to see him more on special teams this year, maybe as a, punt, a kick return man. I think that's where he was listed when I saw. He looks like a good kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lovejoy High School, Allen, Texas. That's around the Dallas area. Allen, right. Texas. That's yeah. They got their stadiums bigger than McNeese's Stadium. <laughs> I think well, that's almost every yeah. Uh, I was about to say that's gonna be every football team in that Texas. Was, that was oh oh, yeah. oh I thought you were I thought you were saying that was every player. It seems like we just went through yeah. every uh, we just went through every wide receiver, every wide receiver Ex- except uh, Land- only Landon group. Ibieta. Only group we did not hit was offensive line. I was just about tight to say, tight ends, tight ends. Uh, so, yeah, we got Pimpton in. Yeah. Well, t- I was well, just about to say we went through the defense, we went through wide receivers, we went through cornerback, uh, court no running corner, backs, running backs, running backs, offensive line. It's Brian Kelly's offensive line. Like, this is baby. We're gonna have a good offensive line with Brian Kelly. My question to y'all is, what week does Jaden come out and Nussmeyer subbed in for quarterback? Which week do y'all think? Really. <laughs> no, you don't believe in Jaden? Uh, I, I believe was in Jaden. Like at the end of the game when we're up by forty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I think the biggest, a big question is going to be how our our quarterback plays. I think he's good, but 
Yeah, we're going from last year. Quarterback to offensive line. Never mind. I think Nuss might make the offense look better at times because of how his arm talent is and stuff. But the one thing that Nuss doesn't do, and that's probably the main reason why he's not starting, besides the speed of Jaden, is Nuss doesn't protect the ball like Jaden protects yeah. the ball. Yeah. yeah. He throws interceptions. Yeah. Like, I think if he fixes, I mean, I think he's the best backup quarterback in college football. Yeah, yeah. It, but if you don't turn the ball over with the athletes that LSU has on defense and the front seven that LSU has, yeah, then you don't need to worry. You don't need to worry about that because they're they're right. talented. At, if Les Malls could win, you know, ten games a year at LSU, <laughs> yeah. try to win ten that, games. Try right. to win ten yeah, games. I think we're going to be all right with who. I mean. Both quarterbacks are way better than anything we had before Joe Burrow. Yeah. Dude, maybe not Etling. Etling was a good quarterback. Yeah. Oh, Etling was Mettenberger. I mean, honestly, I, I think Jaden Daniels is better than Mettenberger, but. It, probably well, right. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll see. We're, we'll, we'll we're see. truly about to see because yeah. uh, I think, I mean, we go ahead, Matthew. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to talk about offensive line, but if you got it. Oh, okay. I was just going to say this summer reminds me of – how we looked back on the Joe Burrow summer where he had the whole, like Jaden Daniels came in as a transfer and didn't have very much time to practice with the offense. And now, and that's exactly what happened to Burrow for the 2018 season. And now that we've had a full season to grow together and a full off season as well to grow together, I think that we could really be, uh, uh, offense probably not as good as the 2019 season, but we're going to be able to compete because we've had so much practice and so much of Jaden Daniels' offense last year was like, oh, I, my first like my first guy in the progression isn't there, so I'm tucking the ball and running. Like, yeah, that happens so much, and I feel like now that we have probably a more stable offensive line, we're about to hear from Matt whether or not we have a oh, more yeah. stable offensive line. Oh, I'm, but I'm excited about that one. Yeah, I'm sure. Working with these guys for a longer amount of time than we did last year, I think that is going to be the difference between last year's offense and this year's offense. We're going to see Jaden Daniels' arm a lot more, but we're also – like the defenses are going to have to take his run threat seriously because he's such a good athlete. Right. I think that's going to be huge because, I mean, we just watched the Johnny Manziel documentary. You see Lamar Jackson uh, – no, not Lamar – yeah, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, you could go down the list of all the quarterbacks that run Michael Vick too. But Robert Griffin, Robert, yeah, RG three, RG three. I'm just trying to think of the ones that run nowadays that are very J- Justin Justin Fields. Yeah, um, the the game when an offense can take advantage of a quarterback that can run, they are very they're unstoppable. And so I think. With the time that this offense has had together, I think that's going to be a difference maker compared to last season where it seemed like, especially towards the beginning of the season, we could not get any kind of rhythm going. And as soon as the first option wasn't there for Daniels, yeah, he tucked it and ran. So. Yeah, and you know, that's like what I was trying to say earlier. You know, Last year, everything was brand new. Everything was brand new. Everybody was brand new. The whole building was brand new. And they were trying to figure out, okay, figure out what to do. And you know, as the season went on, we we thought we saw the team last year. Okay, look, we'll probably win maybe seven, eight ball games. That's good. Well, we won ten, and we just got better and better because Brian Kelly's you know standards and culture. We're we're this team is now built. It was starting to become 
Brian Kelly's team. Like, it's Brian Kelly's version of the LSU Tigers. But, um, you, you know. Right. I love I love the fact that Nussmeyer, he said, like, you know, I'm, I'm Louisiana born and bred. I'm not leaving. From Lake Charles, boy. Lake Charles, Louisiana, home, yeah. Home team. Yeah, didn't didn't play high school, played in Texas, but yeah, yeah. but uh, still, j- j- just to get Nussmeyer back was huge. Yeah, it, it's like um, he should wear eighteen. That would be nah, funny well, if you have the backup quarterback wearing eighteen. Well, the, but but the thing is, it's like he sees what Brian Kelly wants to do. So Nussmeyer, he's only a redshirt sophomore. He's got it's two a, more years. Yeah, he's oh, got two yeah. more years. So and Daniels is probably going to the draft. Yeah, for this year. Yeah, I mean, he's a senior, he isn't he? Eligibility left. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he, he was a first team All SEC this year. Yeah, going preseason. Yeah, I mean, we won the West last year too. Yeah. If yeah. Daniels comes out and does what he's supposed to do this year, or even like average of what he's supposed to do, yeah, they're saying people, he'll be a top three quarterback taken in the draft. And people are saying oh, wow. he has Heisman chances too. So, I, mean, I, think, I, I, think, I think he's ambitious. I think but. he's fifth overall in the Heisman uh, odds. odds. Yeah. Hmm. Let me. I'll actually look that up right now. Yeah, but um, but look, I, I think getting Jaden back, experience wise, is huge. You know, but you got you got to realize that at Arizona State, he was taught first, like you said, first option. Yeah, it's not there. I mean, run. Telling, yeah, and Arizona being, State, that's a whole different side of the country as yeah. far as football wise. Overall, out of the five major sports books, Jaden, if you take all of them up and add them together. Jaden Daniels is actually the second overall favorite to win the Heisman. I mean, people probably look at that and say, okay, they won the West last year. They're bringing everybody back and some. Got a lot of transfers in. Brian Kelly's actually building a program now instead of just taking what he's got and playing with it, you know. The best odds and longest odds for him are on DraftKings at plus 1,100 if you want to make that play. Um, And then the the – the lowest odds or shortest odds for Heisman is that Caleb Williams at plus five hundred on FanDuel. Oh, I forgot about Caleb Williams. He's yeah, gonna Caleb win Caesars and oh, who knows? Who knows? He's gonna win it because the Pac twelve stinks. So they're all leaving too. That's one thing we didn't, and it doesn't really affect us at very much at all. Hey. But but the the conference realignment that's a whole well yeah another well, for no, another episode. But the the Pac twelve going in this year, I think they have like four or five teams ranked in the top twenty five. Yeah, you got USC, Washington, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon think, State, Oregon, Oregon State, State, Colorado, Utah. Yeah, Utah. I don't think Colorado is Col- Col- ranked, but they're gonna yeah. be. They might be good with Dion there. Well, they're, they're, they're gonna be the State. Big Twelve. Oh, I'm sorry. Oregon State has uh, ukulele. Yeah, DJ DJ, DJ, yeah. DJ ukulele. Ukulele. Dang. But uh, yeah. But 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 going back, I want to talk about the offensive line. Yeah, for yeah. LSU. Sorry. Cap it off. So LSU's offensive line last year, Brian Kelly just said, "Look, I just need five guys. That's all I need." So Will Campbell, we already knew Will Campbell was probably going to start as a freshman. He's a freshman All American his first year. Garrett Dellen. So, and then you you had Emory. So then at you put Emory Jones at right tackle. Emory Jones, by the way, was recruited as an interior offensive lineman. Yeah. They put him at right tackle because he's the best guy they had right there. Yeah. He's a freshman All-American. And then you have uh, Charles Turner, who's a fifth-year senior, who has played a lot of football for LSU. And, um, you know, it, he, he fought, I think, for about two, three years. He's trying to He was trying to build weight, trying to add weight. He just didn't add weight, but – he still played at center. He still dominated. He didn't. Dom- I'm not saying dominated, but he's played a lot of football. Yeah, and he's got a lot of experience in that position. He's 
And that's he's huge. More, he's more of a leader. Is huge, yeah. Um, Garrett Garrett Dellinger, the left guard. Garrett. So Garrett Dellinger uh, was the only lineman they picked up in 2021, or I think that out of one out of two offensive linemen they picked up. Well, Dellinger had to play right away. I think they had an injury in the offensive line. Dellinger was playing right tackle. He had to start a right tackle as a true freshman. And Dellinger is from Michigan. Yeah. So he goes from so then after the next year. Brian Kelly moves him to center for the Florida State game, and he had a broken hand, so he he didn't play too well. So they put him back at guard. And honestly, man, I I mean, I think he's a he's a dude. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, he's going to get drafted just because of his versatility on the offensive line. Right. And then uh, that's huge in the NFL. The NFL in general is lacking in offensive lines. Yeah, and 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 the right so right guards. It's going to be Miles Frazier. Miles Frazier was the transfer from Florida International last year. Yeah. That but what you think you to think about this too. LSU uh, got a five star freshman from Neville where Will Campbell played, Lance Hurd. Lance Hurd told Brian Kelly, I heard I'm gonna, him. Yeah. <laughs> he said, uh I'm, he told Brian Kelly, I want to start left tackle. He said, I already got Will Campbell. He said, Okay, well I'm still gonna start there. Lance Hurd has worked his way up. He got a lot of reps at first team for, on first team at right tackle as a freshman. Yeah. That's crazy. You've had freshmen at the two hardest – well, I mean, I think center's the hardest position on the offensive line. Yeah. but Left tackle, tackle is most important. But yeah, Left tackle, right tackle. The toughest. So, I think that well, – I think what's going to happen is you're going to start Emory Jones. You're going to start Miles Frazier. But as the season goes on, Lance Hurd is going to get a lot more reps, a lot more, a lot more playing time. Eventually, yeah. Emory Jones is going to be playing right guard, and Lance Hurd will be playing uh, right tackle. Yeah. So, you had freshmen back-to-back years. Yeah. At that position, yeah, you got a lot of backups uh, that are pretty good. Uh, Bo Borlon's a uh, Bo Borlon played at uh, Newman High School. Uh, he came in. He was like his dad played for LSU. His dad was a he's when I think Bo Borlon is nasty. He's one of those fierce, ter- uh, intense offensive linemen. He was like six. I think he's like six six. He came in like six six two sixty. He's now like six six. 310 pounds so they put him as a backup at left tackle he's a guy that I think will come in he's at that that sixth man on the offensive line that's what I would say him or him, uh, Lance Hurd dude I just realized I missed my entire dang fantasy draft yep for work I just God. Oh, did you get anyone good shit. I have no idea I didn't even log in Golly, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just got the notification like the draft has ended. I was like, God dang it! When are we doing anyway? Our, when are we doing I, I, I need to text everybody. Yeah, sorry, but anyway, go ahead. Sorry about that, Matthew. Yeah, so you got. Um, I know they moved. They got an uh, offensive guard last uh, in this uh, recruiting class. Uh, last year's class, DJ Chester. DJ Chester's a four-star offensive lineman from Georgia. Um. So they moved Chester to center. Mm. The guy that was there before him was Marlon Martinez. Marlon Martinez was a part of the 2020 recruiting class, and they they Martinez started in the uh, cap in the Cheez It Bowl, whatever it's called. And you know the coaches really liked him, but they moved him to guard. If they're moving him to guard, then they love what DJ Chester is doing. DJ Chester can do at center, so he's your center of the future in my mind. Yeah, after Turner's going. And then that kid they picked up, Joseph Cryer, he's a three-star, but Brian Kelly told 
uh, he played at Manny's now Knacker Central. But when Cryer was a sophomore, he told uh, he told Joseph Cryer, start snapping the ball. You're going to be the next great center for LSU. I'm going to make sure of that and stuff. So, you know, quarterback for the – and I think I forgot to mention this, but mm-hmm. the quarterback position, we're set up for the next decade. We have Jaden Daniels this season. We're going to have Garrett Nussmar maybe two years. The other guy we're gonna have, uh, potentially, we got Ricky, uh, yeah, Ricky Collins, the kid from Woodlawn, uh, Colin Hurley, who's coming in twenty twenty four, and we actually have a chance to land the number one quarterback in twenty twenty five, Bryce Underwood from Michigan. Nice. So, like, but what I'm trying to get to is at center, we're set for the next decade at that position. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, center and quarterback is the only position where. You're getting the ball every play. Coached yeah. every play? Every single play. So, you know, Brian Kelly, offensive line's his baby. You saw all the great offensive linemen he's had at Notre Dame. And th- the truth is, the, the the linemen he's recruited at Notre Dame were not like five-star, four, four-star guys. They all were about 6'5", about 300 pounds. But they're all built like basketball players. They're athletic. And they get their size, and eventually they'll, you know, Brian, Brian Kelly make them great. Yeah, I yeah. love it, Matthew. You're giving the people what they want. Yeah, yeah. like you, you think of guys like Quentin Nelson uh, with the Colts, Zach Martin, who just got a huge deal with the Cowboys. I just saw my uh, thing auto drafted Deshaun Watson. Oh, for my quarterback. God, I'm gonna have to get rid of him. Just good more, good morale. Person. Right? Yeah. Oh, great. Dak Prescott's my other one. So I, at least he was good last year. So, he, he was solid before he got hurt. Yeah. To to end this, would y'all? Uh, I know it's y'all's, but we talked about it before. Would y'all like to go through maybe the Saints and the LSU schedule and do wins losses? Yeah, yeah. One thing I was gonna say too, and this correlates. Yeah, is you have Jaden Daniels. He's from California. He's a starting quarterback for LSU. Carr started. Derek Carr, Derek Carr started his Derek career Carr. in California. He's a starting quarterback for the Saints. You have Nussmeyer, who is the second-string quarterback, who is known as like kind of a wild card right now. We don't know a whole lot about him. And Jameis Winston. Oh, we, we know about second, him. We know we know he's a we know he's a gunslinger. Jameis Winston is the second-string gunslinger. Same thing. So these those two quarterback situations are like almost exactly the yeah. same. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, let's yeah, let's go through. I was gonna pull up the schedules. We can go through wins and losses. Um, LSU first. Yeah, let's do LSU first. So, this will do. We could each like talk about it, and then we'll give our prediction. Yeah, I mean, just like whatever we know. Would five say. seconds though. I don't want to go through the whole. <laughs> yeah, we're at an hour right now. Yeah, already. So. Yeah. Hey, it's it's getting uh back into midseason form. Here. Yeah. Oh yeah. So first game, as everyone knows, um, Florida State. At Camping World Stadium. Yeah. That's where we played last year in the bowl game. Sunday night football. Yeah, that's it stinks because last year the whole world was like we were so hungry for college football and we were the first like primetime game of the season. It was like we're getting our – you know, the way we lost, Twitter was like, ha-ha, Brian Kelly sucks. Right, exactly. Um, all, all the Notre Dame fans are celebrating, though. They lost to Ohio State, and yeah. then they lost to Marshall the next week. 
Like Matthew said, I think Florida State is probably one of, if not the best team in the ACC right now. We'll see what Clemson does. Um, but I think it's going to be tough, but I think we can win. I mean, I think we're going to win. I think, I think it's a win just solely because we lost last year. Right, yeah. exactly. And what, the, Brian the, the, Kelly, what did Brian Kelly say? We settle the score, we don't whatever, something. Yeah, I forgot what he said. But uh, um, I like it. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's the way we lost. You know, the past two years we lost Mississippi State and UCLA. We didn't have a chance. Yeah. Last year we almost beat Florida State if it wasn't for uh, just special teams as a whole. Yeah. So Matthew, who's going to be the who's going to be the game? Let's say let's call this the game changer of Week One. Who's going to change the game? Mason Smith. <laughs> Mason <No>. Smith. <laughs> uh, you know. I think it's going to be our defense or the front seven. Front, yeah. I like it. I like it. You know, J- Jordan Travis last year, I just remember, guy's mobile. Guy's very, very mobile. And we just could not get after him last year. I, th- I think losing Mason Smith sucked. We're going to have to do the same thing again without Mason Smith. But, you know, we saw how good – at that time, we didn't see how good Hell Perkins was until mm-hmm. later yeah. in the year. I, right. we same thing with Makai Wingo. Same thing with Makai Wingo. I yeah. think it's similar, but on the offensive front, I think uh, – our offense line was in such a disarray coming into the first game last year, and yeah. they, they were running scared. And I know uh, their, I think their pass rusher's name is Nice or uh, number five. He was a beast. He, uh, oh, yeah. they had one of the best defensive lines last year. And I so. think this year with like the the tackles that we have and just line it in general, I think we're gonna be more. I don't know if we're gonna stop them all the way, but it's definitely not gonna be like oh, no, the bloodbath that was. Yeah, last it's, it's right. not. It, it won't be a. It's not gonna be a bloodbath at all. Yeah, or they dominate. whooped our ass I, on yeah. the. On the offense, uh, offense-defense line. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, oh no, go ahead, Matthew. Yeah. Well, secondary too. Kind of was bad. Oh, so yeah. That's question mark. But that's still a question mark this year. Still a question mark. So, yeah. Um, September 9th, day after my birthday, nice. we take on the Grambling Tigers for the Battle of Duh. the Tigers of Louisiana. Yeah. Hugh, Hugh, Jack, Hugh Jackson, head coach of Grambling. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. We'll, holy we'll, Coming smoke. to Tiger Stadium. Yeah. We'll go with the uh, LSU win on the field. Yeah. Grambling Mason band Smith. for the win. Yeah. Mason Smith will be back, obviously. I feel, feel bad for, feel bad for Grambling. Yeah. He's, he's going to be hungry. Feel sorry yeah. for their running back. All oh, right. yeah. So, uh, Saturday, September 16th. An 11 a.m. kickoff, God. Mississippi State in Starkville. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I think this is going to be a loss. Whoa, this is a sleeper whoa, game. Mississippi whoa. State's going to be really No, Mississippi good State year. is always underrated. My, yeah. I, they're they're yeah. usually pretty strong. They're uh, bringing everybody back, too. Like, oh, I don't want to say that. It's so bad. I, okay, <laughs> Bert. Oh, shit. I forgot to figure out. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Except for one guy. Yeah, no, no. I turn my mic off. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't even know if we talked. No, about it. So I think we did talk. About I think we it talked about it a little bit, but yeah, I, I'm kind of with you, Berg. I think we're going to get our ass whoops in the first half, but I think if if uh, if we can keep ourselves in it enough, we might come back and win. I think it's going to be a, a you know LSU 31, Mississippi State 27. Type right, game. and I'm glad that we have Grambling. Before them, if we had, if this game came after Arkansas or like Missouri, then I would be very scared. Yes. But I think that's that's probably yeah. The 11 a.m. kickoff to me is our biggest foe. Yeah, that's yeah, stu- that sucks. In and Starkville away. too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Cowbells. following up, September 23rd, LSU at home, first home SEC game versus the Arkansas Razorbacks. That's a W. 
We own the boot. Yeah, do- yeah. that's instant W. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a W right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, K.J. Jefferson, good mobile quarterback, but, I mean, uh, dude, he, he didn't even play last game. It was that other kid, Malik Cornsby, who was like a track star, and Harold Perkins just – Yeah. That was his coming out game right there. So we knew he was going to be a great player. My, my wife's favorite cousin and her husband graduated from Arkansas, and they're, they're a couple years ago, uh, Arkansas swept LSU and all the three – men's sports and oh. i told him i said hey you better just smile and like this is this is your national Take championship yeah yeah uh this ain't happening again right. Golden age is coming i say lsu's gonna win by 21 yeah yeah tiger stadium probably eight o'clock kickoff or another kind of scary game though is the first game that we don't have the time Ooh. of the year is lsu at ole miss following week. yeah oh that's that's gonna be a big one i mean um I think everybody always says, like, Ole Miss is a little brother to us, but, I mean, Lane Kiffin is on the hot seat this year, I think. He's uh, on the hot seat. You don't think so? No, I, I do not think Ole Miss is going to fire Lane Kiffin. I don't they, think they, they can they realize to. They can't afford to do it. And th- look, Who else they, are they going if, if they make, yeah. make the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, that's great for Ole Miss fans. They, 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 yeah. That, they travel right, well for right. that right there. No, yeah. Burry, I'm with you. Uh, the the way and the manner that we beat Ole Miss last year. Yeah. Oh, especially yeah. in the second half. Um, the whole game, really. But yeah. Lane, 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 Lane Kiffin ate his own words to that game. Yeah. yeah. We're saying all this. I mean, we could come and – I mean, we're talking about Mississippi State and Arkansas. It's like we could come in and just demolish them like we normally do. It's the I SEC. think there's, there's a lot less – Question marks compared to last year, so yeah. Like it, it's I, 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 I just think being in the Southeastern Conference, it's oh, always yeah. a challenge. Oh, 100%. you know, regardless, you have to be ready forever you play. Yeah, it's kind of wild for LSU though to have three SEC games before you finish September too. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, usually that doesn't happen. Somehow LSU that doesn't. Work yeah, we out. usually have like a cupcake where that Arkansas game is, I mm-hmm. think, or something. Play McNeese. like New Mexico State, exactly. Or it yeah. Is. Um, Which means I guess our cupcakes are later in the year then. So well. ne- next up, LSU at Missouri, and one thing is we uh, just know that's a, we've lost our last two games to Missouri. No, no, uh, no, no, no. We we beat we beat Missouri in 2016. We in 2020 we lost. Yeah, yeah we 20, lost in 2020. 20, Surely we played uh, them before. Uh, I'm pretty sure no, we, we lost. We, I think they've been. I think we played them three times in the SEC. And they have beat us twice, and we've beat them once. So. No, we, we, I think we've only beat them once. Let me find. We the, I saw. I saw. Oh, I saw the last one. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We beat them once. We, Y'all we are lost. saying that. Yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. agree on this, dude? I think. <laughs> I think that's. A, I think that's, that's tough. That's a trap game. Yeah. You 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 don't you never because I mean you look at Missouri and Georgia last year. I mean, they were winning by, like, first three quarters yeah, dominated, and Georgia, Georgia came back. Georgia almost lost, and then they wound up winning the national championship. But also, big picture, like, you zoom out. Does Brian Kelly even fall for trap games, you know? Of course, we lost to the Texas A&M last year. I, and that, I was, yeah. that was the trappiest trap game of all time. I, I, don't, so. I don't think that's going to happen again, though. Yeah. I, I really don't think that will happen again. I just think that – and Brian Kelly admitted, like, that was my fault. Like, we should have yeah. been ready for that game. So, but, right. In the history, we are two and we are one and two versus them in history. We lost in twenty twenty two, beat them in twenty sixteen, and then we lost the seventy eight Liberty Bowl too. Oh yeah, wow. but wow. it's still they they beat us the last time they played us. Yeah, yeah. even though we beat. even though we even though Terrace Marshall had like three hundred yards receiving or I've, something. I've seen them on some people's surprise. Like this team will surprise you because they're going to be better than South Carolina and that yeah. that side of the SEC. So definitely a we'll scary see. game. Yeah. Um, week after that. 
LSU gets Auburn at home. Mm. Ooh. Did we beat them last year, didn't we? Yeah, yeah we did. We yeah. did. That was the uh, Greg Ward game. Uh, Greg Brooks. Greg Brooks Greg game. Brooks. Gra- he grass ripped them out and he yeah. gave us some flashes of the honey badger. Yeah. I think that's a win. I mean, yeah. I don't know. New head coach, right? Hugh yeah, Freeze. Yeah, Hugh Freeze. Yeah. He's it's gonna getting be, cold. He's going yeah. to have to be rebuilding a program just like we were last year. I mean, yeah. Brian so. Harson left that program with such a shit show. Yeah. Freeze is such a good – ball coach so that he will take a, a couple games this year that yeah, oh yeah. people won't think he will take. Well, and that, that's the thing, and I'm just, I'm just going to give this for a little sec, but so Brian Harson got fired at Auburn because he was a shitty play caller and he was a shitty recruiter. recruiter. He, you know, he, a Boise, staffer. Yeah. Well, he was a Boise yeah, yeah, yeah. place like Boise State where everything was given you. He comes in the SEC thinking, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dominate here. You got to do the fucking work in order to dominate. Excuse my language, kids. But, um, Tell him, Matthew. Yeah. But having Hugh Freeze, you know, especially since you're between Alabama and Georgia, I think Hugh Freeze is the perfect coach for uh, Auburn. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think uh, I think their quarterback this year is from Michigan State, Peyton Thorne. I think they already named him a starter. Okay. They still have that uh, Ashford kid, Robbie Ashford. Do, does uh, LSU's ex quarterback um, Max Johnson? No. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, Finley, TJ Finley, yeah, TJ Finley. Is he still there? No, I thought he uh, is I he graduated. He's at, no, he's at Texas Southern now. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, just, just, yeah what? The he, he transferred. I think we were all thinking, oh, he's going to Ohio State or something. I'm yeah, like, he's, he's going to. He can't make it at Auburn. He's going to go somewhere else. Yeah. So next game, LSU takes on the United States Army. Oh, best defense that they'll play all year. Uh, oh yeah, in the literal sense of they have tanks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you got to think about huge. You got to think about Army for a sec. They're they're a triple option team. They're a flex bone offense. Yeah, they the first first time they played in a long time. We got a lot of respect for the military. Bet the they other. may they may come and they may come and invade us. Who big knows? Harold, yeah. Big Harold Perkins game right there. Hell yeah. Perkins, Mason Smith. Absolutely. Time to let the front seven shine. That's, yeah, that's going to yeah. be a like a nine guys in the box type of game right there. Well, uh, sure. after the game's over, we'll we'll uh, we'll. We'll clap for the opposing team. So we're yeah. going to skip over the, uh, the bye week of, of Halloween and yep. get to the the big rematch that everybody's going to want to see. Our Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> Saturday, November 4th in Tuscaloosa, in Alabama Tuscaloosa. against the fighting Bear Bryant, Nick Sabins, and the little leprechauns of the world. Yeah. I think it'll be tough. I mean, we haven't seen this. Uh, like, this Alabama team is such a question mark for me. That quarterback that they have looks like an absolute goober. The new Tyler Bu- quarterback. Tyler Buckner. Yeah. From Notre Dame. Isn't that that's the so, guy yeah, that looks like a goober? Milrow, the the guy that's from Texas that look, looks like a fullback. Yeah. I I, I yeah. like Milrow, I think. But I think so they hired um so they hired Tommy Reese from Notre Dame. He was the offensive coordinator. Tommy Reese. Oh no, yeah, Milrow is the boot. Yeah. yeah, he's good. He's good. Never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else. Ty, Ty Simpson he, and then Tyler Tyler Butner. So Tyler Butner was the backup at Notre Dame last year, but came in because their starter got hurt. And since Tommy Reese is now at Alabama, he said he would not leave Notre when he was at last year when he was offered the LSU job. He's like, I'm not leaving Notre Dame next year. He goes to Alabama. Um. His offense is – it's not going to – I don't think it's going to be like the Alabama teams in the past where you had a lot of spread offense and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to kind of be like LSU a little bit. You know, 
maybe Maybe similar to like a Florida offense of back in the day, like with the Tebow offense, like we're going to throw a little bit, but we're going to really run the ball in a lot of creative ways. Maybe not that either. I I think, honestly, I'd probably compare them more to Georgia last year. Okay. I mean, if – so I think this game's going to boil down to, from LSU standpoint, is have our cornerbacks solidified themselves yet and can no row pass. Well, that's we don't know who the the quarterback is. Yeah, I mean we're just going with him because that's who that's who played. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot can change between here and November. Yeah. Um, Next next thing, um, Saturday, November eleventh, LSU at home versus Florida. That's I hate that. I hate that they moved that game. They should switch Florida and Arkansas. They should switch those two games. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's what it was. It used to be Arkansas after after Alabama. So and you know, look, Florida, and I I know a lot about Florida. They um, you know, Billy Napier's first year obviously wasn't a great season, six and seven, didn't have a lot of talent on the team, but right now I mean they they have like the number two recruiting class in the country, so we underestimated Billy. He's he's a good he's a great recruiter, but uh, I think they're still trying to build that team up. Yeah, that's a scary game. I think yeah. that's something that I think that's a game that because you if you beat Alabama, right. Is it a hangover game? Is it a hangover game? Do you rather? There's two ways to think about it. If we lose to Alabama, then we want to get revenge immediately. Yeah. And then if we beat Alabama, then we want to ride that wave of positivity and just well, demolish Florida in our wake. Well, you know? it's it's like, it's like it's like Arkansas last year. We beat Alabama, and yeah. it's like okay, we're gonna we're gonna hit Arkansas, and we got we got up to Fayetteville. Yeah. Thirty four degrees. Yeah, that was bad. Hell Perk, Perkins came that day. But, but without other, him, we lose that game probably. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, yeah. That was, yeah. That was the hell Perkins game for sure. What about the next week? We're going to follow up into a cupcake game uh, November 18th against Georgia State. Oh, Georgia State? I thought they're playing. I think they're the Georgia State Panthers. Yeah. I, I watched them play at U. Oh, I'm thinking Billy was at U. I was like, I thought they were good, but I'm, I'm thinking of Georgia Tech. That's a solid team. But yeah, Georgia State. I don't even know. Yeah, we're okay. Oh, so win there. We'll call that a win. Yeah, not, yeah, that's not a trap game. They they did. I think. And then a big revenge game. Um, Saturday, A&M. November 25th. A and M comes to town. Whip their ass. Turn them into the shit brown that they are. Yeah, yeah man. Dude, I think I think Ooh-wee. Jimbo Fisher is less miles 2.0. You yeah, might be correct yeah. on that, Matthew. I, I think I, I, I am, think I am so take. glad we did not hire Jimbo Fisher. In fact, I think Brian, I think Scott Woodward planned this. Oh yeah, he's a plant mastermind for D chess. Because he was when he was he, the, he'd have to he, be playing six D chess. Yeah. <laughs> when, when he, so and this this is just a little theory I have. When Scott Woodward was the AD at Texas A and M, he fired Kevin Sumlin. And he decided to hire Jimbo Fisher. Well, him and Jimbo Fisher worked together at LSU with Nick Saban. So, you know, not surprised with that hire. We're like, damn it, we missed out on the coach. We yeah. got Odron. We'll do good. And then he comes to L- Woodward comes to LSU. Two years later, uh, Odron's out. So I'm thinking, okay, only coach we can hire is Jimbo Fisher or Billy Napier. Or yeah, Lane Kiffin didn't Urban even think about Meyer. Brian Kelly. I'm so happy yeah. the way everything worked out at LSU. I know we missed yeah. out on Jimbo and Tom Herman, and I'm okay with Ed O coming because without him, the whole Burrow thing probably never happened. Yeah, right. but that, that's that's I'll the take only this two thing. bad years. And, yeah, and yeah. now we're we all the uh, off the field stuff with Ogeron. Yeah, now we're back on the train tracks. So we get we're 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 rolling. We, we're picking up steam. Yeah, yeah. But so, and, overall uh, record. But wait, wait, wait. I got I got sorry. Okay. I got one more thing. So, but 
but I, I just think that Fisher is is less miles. He's horrible. Yeah. You know, the, the, if you watch the SEC media days this year, he's talking like very, very, very fast. You know, talking like, you know, they asked him, like, who's going to call the offense? He said, well, you know, we'll just kick it around a bit. Me, me or Bob Petrino, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll kick it around, see what we want to do. He, like, he looks so fucking he, nervous. And last year they were playing an offense that everybody knew was old. He, he's showing the same signs of not wanting to yeah. change. The stagnation in the offense is the same thing that Les Miles – same reason we fired Les Miles was because he wouldn't change anything. I mean, and that's exactly what it, they're it, doing over there. So Petrino runs a similar offense, but he calls what needs to be called. Yeah. So it kind of does scare me with him there. Uh, yeah. And we, we haven't seen him as an offensive coordinator in years. But I think Jimbo Fisher trusts by Petrino. I yeah. think he trusts him to say, look, you know, he'll, 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 he'll do the offense we want to do over there. Yeah. He knows that it's not going to lead into like a big car now, wreck or anything yeah. like that. Now, Petrino, because of his past, mm-hmm. you know, the, the funny thing was uh, he got hired at UNLV last season going into this year as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, I was about to say, he, he led, had another like, job. He's been known for like leaving jobs and like shit. He leaves them to go to A&M, which yeah. I mean, you can't blame him, but at the same yeah. time, like. It's crazy. Never Very ends with that guy, but yeah, it's. On par. It's definitely. Um, it's definitely. I don't think it's a trap game. I think it's just beat the shit out of them. Oh yeah, it, it, like like 2019 when. Depending on how the season goes, too, like we're gonna be. It's always a weird week uh, after Thanksgiving. Yeah. No one's on campus. Kind of season winding down. The bowl games are coming up. Depending, like we know who the playoff is. The kinda. weather's kind of shifting. It could yeah. be warm. It could be cold. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just it's just a very weird time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so overall records, what are we going yeah, with? Record. I, I'm just going to throw it out there: eleven and one, ten and two. I think we're going to be somewhere around there. Yeah. It, I would love to go twelve and zero, obviously, in the regular season, and then make it a nice. Uh, the last team go fifteen and zero. It's like I see all these teams, and I'm like, LSU's better than every single. Like we can beat Alabama, and LSU's better than everybody else. So it's like we're going to go twelve and zero, but. I don't know. I mean, that's my so, so that's my hard. only bone to pick with the preseason polls is I do not see why Alabama or even Ohio State is ranked above LSU. Well, I understand Michigan. I understand Georgia, um, but both those teams do not have their quarterbacks come back. Georgia doesn't either, but Georgia's also a way better off program yeah, right now than yeah. those two. But. They're doing so machine. You, you can go no, down, no, I'm no, just no, saying. I just, down, I just don't. I just don't. I just don't get why LSU's ranked behind those two teams when they don't even know who the hell the quarterback is. Right, so yeah, yeah. but yeah, but that's the only position that's wrong at Alabama. Besides that, Alabama is loaded at every other position. Yeah, they just, we don't know what kind of offense they're going to be this year. We don't know what quarterback. But that's it. They're a talented yeah. team. They've had the back-to-back number one recruiting classes. But yeah. so is LSU. The, our our question mark is that cornerback, which yeah. is not as big of a question mark yes. as quarterback. Quarterback, well, that's true. It's a pretty yeah. big – I mean, secondary's been bad for the past couple of years. And, you know, that was – Where a, do you think we should be ranked, Matthew? Bob's good. I know. I, I'm def, we're definitely a top five team for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I know po- preseason polls are just something for people. I don't pay attention to the numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just it's something to talk about. Right. It's, it's, it's something to talk about. Yeah, talking season. Without the, the preseason polls, we don't beat a – what is the top ten te- ranked Texas in 2019? I think – were they ranked top ten? They were ranked top ten. Got, they, no. they lost like four or five games. I was about to say, they They're ended for sure up being horrible. So, they finished top ten? No, no, no. They, oh, no, no, no they were playing pre, yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
if anything, the preseason polls are good for that. When you're beating, yeah. when you end up spanking a bad team that was ranked high, you know, at the beginning yeah. of the season. So, when they build up and everything. Yeah. As far as Saints season, I think you we don't wait. Oh, no, no. I'm I'm saying okay. we should wait for another episode because this thing is already like one twenty. Yeah, yeah uh, we, 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 we got we got two weeks, season, man. Overall easy schedule. Yeah, I'm going ten and seven. Yes, yeah. throwing it out there. Uh, play a little playoff. We're gonna win one playoff game, maybe yeah. two. I'm going nine and eight. Yeah, there we go. I think it, I think the schedule's so easy, Matthew. If you go look at who the quarterbacks are, they don't play like a good quarterback until like week like yeah. twelve yeah. or thirteen or eleven or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I haven't followed the NFL that much. But well, uh, what were you gonna say? Kirk Cousins, week 10, first Pro Bowl That's quarterback on first, the field. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, they played Justin Fields the week before, but before that, uh, Trevor Lawrence, week seven. Oh, that's, that's But that's your first uh, – you have literally the Titans, Panthers, Packers, Bucks, Patriots, Texans, and then Jags. So, it takes seven weeks till you actually play, like, a good quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I would put it in our group me the other day. The NFC South quarterbacks are Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, and uh, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Like, come on. Yeah, and you have I mean, Derek it's... Carr. Derek Carr was like a dark horse for the MVP last year before their whole – I mean, that whole team the is buckle. a disaster. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, just looking at the quarterbacks alone, I think Saints are going to be yeah. well off. So, did you have one more thing? or So, LSU's prediction this year – I think it'll be – I think we'll go 10-2. and two. Yeah. You know. Losses to Mississippi State. I think Alabama. losses to Missouri and maybe yeah, maybe either Alabama or Florida. Oh, boy, that would – I hate losing to Florida. I hate losing to – but, but a, dude, th- think about this. Florida, well, we have literally owned – well, actually, no, no, we didn't beat Florida State, but – The state of Florida. Yeah, we beat UCF. We, we, we beat UCF. But you see it into their 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 streak, um. But Miami, Joe oh, yeah, Miami, first game. yeah. But in, in uh, forgot about that. Yeah, but I'm trying to think. Crap, what was my? Yeah, Florida hasn't beaten us since 2018. Yeah, and we've just kicked their. I don't know how the hell they're still like yeah. alive. I mean, we got one of their coaches fired. We got their head coach fired. Yeah, yeah. But no, we we ended their national championship hopes in the, the fog. Game. Yeah, the shoe, the shoe game. game. Yeah. Our kicker, so, yeah, Kate so York there, kicked a, If there was a team coming for revenge, it's it'd be them Florida for sure. I know yeah. a lot of, a lot Maybe, of. Who, go ahead. A lot of UL fans will probably be in the Florida section. Oh yeah, they, they, those people love Billy Napier, Napier. and I like they, they. Well, I would too. If yeah, they were irrelevant for right. Yeah, fifty years. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who do you think we're losing to? Oh, uh, what's your maybe maybe so it's either Florida State. And then mm. maybe Florida State, maybe they're good. I mean, they're if the we don't best lose, team in the ACC. If we don't lose to Florida State, uh, I I don't know why I have this feeling, but um, the Auburn and then mm. the uh, two Mississippi schools, those kind of scare me. Yeah. yeah. And then what I if think we lose all those games. <laughs> I don't know if bad. losing all those, but maybe one of those. Yeah. And yeah. um, and then the other one is obviously Bama, but I think that we're going to be ready to play for Bama. Yeah. So it's yeah. th- I think it's Florida and then one of those three schools, well, and then we'll be ready for uh, Missouri by the time we play Missouri, I think. Yeah. And th- this may be kind of stupid to say, but you got to understand the past years we've played Alabama, we've always been like so worried and like, oh, it's going to be a game. And I'm like, oh, 
we've hyped it up too much to where it's like we go and get our ass. That's what Ogeron would do. He would hype the game up so much, and we wouldn't even score a fucking point against. Yeah, go beat your ass, take your recruits. Yeah, it's it's roll the perfect, time. Fuck you. It's the perfect uh, time of the year because but, you have the whole like first half of that SEC schedule to kind of work out the kinks in an yeah. SEC setting, and then you have the bye week to get ready and healthy, and then you have. The biggest game of the year. I'm glad that they do it like, and Alabama gets a bye too because yeah, they know they do the same thing. Yeah, yeah they're, it's they're, the biggest game for their season, I'm sure. Other than if Auburn, they make a Iron playoff Bowl. run on Iron a uh, consistent basis, it's usually the two most. I won't say uh, best teams, but for sure the two most talented teams. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, in the West. Yeah, yeah, West is extremely talented. Yeah, but the East is. I mean, dude, Tennessee. I the, want a the, shot at them again. I, I want, I would I love wanna, if them. we go to Atlanta, I want to play I would, them. That's exactly you, – you stole it. You stole yeah. it from the top of my head. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that – well, we, first we got to make it to, to make it there, which I mean yeah. I, I do think we have a chance to make it. Do what? Uh, looking at the uh, – yeah, the, 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 it was like fun. a register, like an earthquake when yeah. we were oh, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. the Tennessee yeah. thing. Yeah, dude. I, I think t- Tennessee – I mean, Joe Milton, that dude is an – He's got a freaking like he's. A, I'm not gonna say that. He is. He's a freaking arm. He's gotcha. got an arm. Hey, if football doesn't work out, he can go throw the baseball. Yeah, he's yeah. a great baseball player too. You got Milton. Yeah. I think you got you got some studs of wide receiver. And Hybel, I mean Hybel's so, a coach. I'm so glad it's finally like we were talking about college football, and it's actually like relevant and not. Well, in June you can talk about college football, and it doesn't yeah. matter at all whatsoever. It's like a summer dream then. <laughs> right, exactly. And now it's like we are days away. We're back. It's here. Months. I think yeah. me and I think me and Josh Pate, shout out to Josh Pate, listener of the yeah. show, listen to his show too. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. I think me and Josh Pate are the only ones that talk college football every like year year round. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, maybe so. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Matthew went to Pate State. Yeah. Pate State University. Shut up. Well, um, that was good. Uh, good roundup for sure. We went through all the positions, the schedule, the off off uh, off season stuff. I think that that's a good little recap, a preview of for the twenty twenty three LSU football season. Anything else for uh, that? That we Thank covered everything that. that you could cover. I think in a <laughs> in an hour podcast. So uh, did it go over an hour? Yeah, we're at an hour 20 right now. So. Oh, nice. That's yeah. a good car ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anything um, else, Matt? I'm just ready. I'm just. I'm, I'm glad we're back. I know. It's time to it go. Feels, I could feel it Matt on the way over foaming. here. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Michael, thank you for coming on as always. We appreciate it. Pleasure, you. joy. Yeah. Friend of the show. Friend good of the time. show. Friend of the show. Great Friend to start the off the season. Yeah. We appreciate each and every single one of you listener out there. And, um, yeah, season four. Get ready. We have a couple – I don't even know if I want to preview it yet, but we have some interviews. <laughs> we have some interviews in the works that are uh, – just turn your mic off. There. Um, interviews in the works that could be exciting. We haven't confirmed them yet, but I'm excited just for the season in general, and if we get the people that we're talking to, then um, it could be really fun for – this podcast, huh, Matthew? Yeah, bring bring guests, bring as many guests we want. I wasn't paying attention to the question. Uh, I was saying that if we 
get the people that we're talking to. Nothing's confirmed yet, but if we get the people that we're talking to right now, it the could people, be a very, people. A very exciting season as far as guests on secondhand sports because, um, you know, we got some. We're cooking. We're cooking. We, we 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 got. We'll have some surprises this year. We may yeah. surprise our our audience members. Yeah. So our just, audience just, member. Just uh, just be prepared. Well, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll gain two or three more audience members for the guests. <laughs> yeah, for that, right. Exactly. With that, thank you all for listening once again. We appreciate each and every single one of you guys, and we will see y'all next time. Go Tigers. <laughs>